0: Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman, And I'm Jane Donovan. And today's topic is about giving and receiving. And I think that we're going to approach this from obviously a physical sort of a point of view, um, actual gifts and acts of service. But also I'd like to approach it from an energetic point of view. And what happens when the energy flow is blocked all one way and how that can impact on yourself or another. Jane, why is this topic so meaningful for you? Okay, so I think we've all got people in our lives that really struggle to receive, you know, that they're doing it tough in some way or there's just some little gesture that you would like to do for them. Mothers usually. (laughs) Absolutely, yes, yes. But women guilty, don't feel that we're worthy, don't want to bother anybody else, don't want to be a bother, don't want to trouble anybody. And so it's no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. And you're not and they don't allow us to help. Now, I had a conversation with a beautiful friend of mine, this wonderful man in his early 30s, who's battling leukemia at the moment. And, um, and I wanted him to buy a juicer and I wanted him to get some organic fruits and vegetables to be juicing and things and gave him some other, you know, different nutritional, uh, suggestions. And he was really excited by this. And, and I also took him through some visualizations and different things. And he was feeling very empowered that he had a different box of tools that he could use to help, help combat this disease. So then I said to him, No, are you okay for money? And he went, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, You would tell me if you weren't, wouldn't you? And he went, no. And I said, okay. He said, no, no, no. I'd never, I I couldn't accept money for anything. This is no. because Jane wanted him to buy, to have a blender. Just so yeah, people. yeah, and I was quite happy to go and buy him a blender. Yeah. Absolutely, quite happy to. No problems at all. In fact, it would have made me feel great. So I then said to him, "Do you do you give it all? Do you like doing things for other people?" And he said, oh, "I love it. I, that's my biggest thing. I give all the time. I absolutely love it." I said, "Who do you give to?" I give to my son. I give to my mom. I give to my friends. And I asked him, "How does it make you feel when you give?" And he said, "I feel fantastic. It just." It just makes me feel like my soul is bubbling away with happiness. And then I turned on him very harshly and I said, well, you bastard, rotten bastard, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you bastard, you're denying me that feeling. And then I went silent because I wanted him to get it. And he got it and he went right. And I said, now, that is why. We should learn to receive because when we receive, it is the gift that we actually give to the giver. Correct. So, themes of giving can go back to really basic schoolyard stuff where the kid who feels unpopular or wants to be liked goes to the tuck shop spends money on stuff gives it to other kids so that they will like them you know it's this kind of attention getting it's love me it's notice me you know come around to my house and swim in my swimming pool it's all of that kind of love me love me love me type i'm not worthy is what really what is often at the crux of people who give 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 but are very uncomfortable to the point of squirming when it comes to receiving back and it is because they don't feel at some level that they are worth that's right the attention or the service that is being given to them which is sad and staggering <laughs> <laughs> it is and it's pandemic yes it's so very that's common. why i like the little conversational trick that i just shared because mm. While I understand that this lovely man doesn't feel worthy, in the meantime I've tricked him into receiving until he learns to get comfortable with other people's – he's kind of going to be getting some external validation of his worth from other people through the art of allowing them to give And I'm going to play emotional doctor here probably in a very unfair way and suggest this man's body is now taken over by a disease. There's some very big themes going on emotionally in this man about how much love he's able to give himself, how much nurturing, how much attention, how much he listens to himself, how much he puts himself first or doesn't put himself first until it's got to the point where his body has to actually scream at him to get him to pay attention to his own body. You know, one day I would love to actually interview him on The Love Life because his story is of his from the day he was born of what he has got on through, if they made a Hollywood movie, it would be thrown out because they, nobody would believe what one person has had to and endure. And there comes a point where it is too much. It's not sustainable. It's he's, sustainable. he's handling it. He's amazing, this yes, guy. Yes, yes, He is it's incredible. There comes a point where the body says, enough, where is the me time? Where is the time to process? Where is the time to just sit and be? Where is the time to integrate all of this in? Correct. Because you know? he's been on autopilot going bang, bang, bang through life with all kinds of stuff being thrown at him. And obviously, there's tremendous soul growth there. But Yeah. I mean, this is what, we're going a bit off topic here, but when big diseases and things come, this is when that big hand comes down from the heavens and, you know, literally on your shoulders and sits you down in a chair and it says, just be for a minute. Just be. And not only just be, but receive. He has to receive. He he is now not in a situation where he can't receive. And isn't that fascinating? It is because, fascinating. You know, we've got people in hospital beds attached up to things. People have to come in and wipe wow. their bottom or bring them the food, and that that is the ultimate level of being at the will of others That's and right. having to receive without a choice. That's right. Yes. Lesson learnt in a harsh yes. way. Yes. So while, of course, I would never want him to go through this disease, I'm actually very excited to see the soul growth and the changes that are taking place. And he's open and receptive and doing the work, which mm. is great. So I'm sure he's going to be absolutely fine. Um, having said that, it's such a cool topic to talk about is, you know, if you are somebody that really struggles to have people do things for you, why is it that you can't allow? What is it that's blocking you? Yeah. What is it that you need to be telling yourself? What part of yourself do you need to own and love more to enable somebody else the opportunity to feel good about them for being a giver? Absolutely. And I'd even like people sometimes perhaps to take a bit of a deeper level awareness as to why they're giving. Plenty of times we give just for the pure joy of it because we love someone and we know just what would make them smile and that makes us smile. Sometimes, though, there may be an agenda, you know, do you really need to give your boss that such and such present for Christmas, or are you trying to get in? Or, you know, do you, you know, sometimes you'll find yourself standing in the store at Christmas or a birthday time looking at two different price points or something. And you're <laughs> thinking, yes. thinking of the person, you're thinking, do I go this option or do I go that option with them? And that's when we really need to get real about what our intention is. We must always be clued in to what our intent is with everything that we're doing. Are we doing it to make ourselves feel better? Are we doing it to get somewhere with them? Are we doing it to be the flashiest person at the bridal party, bridal shower with the biggest flashiest present that makes us look? You know, what is the intent here? How much is it actually about you, this gift that you're giving? Oh, that's fascinating. I like that. Reverse psychology. It is. I like it. Ooh, now I've just lost my train of thought. Love languages. So, that's actually what I was going to say. Thank you. Thank you. I'm psychic. No. Nice having a psychic next to you. She picks up where I, I forget. Just read her mind. No. You did. So this is where it does get murky though, because one of the primary love languages, of course, is acts of service and the another one is gift giving. So these are ways that we help people to feel loved and it's also ways that we express love. Yeah so that's why it is really important to go back on the question that you've asked is what is your intent here what is it that you're really wanting to do now if the answer is i want the other person to feel my love then go ahead and do it that mm. if there is an agenda i want to be liked i want to be popular i want to be perceived as xyz then maybe it's time to have a look at why you need to have this validation externally. It is. I mean, if you look at all the love languages, like, for example, another one of the five love languages, if you're interested, go Google Dr. Gary Chapman. It'll all be there for you to to learn about. Which, actually, you can do the self-test. It takes about five minutes and it will email back your results. You can find out what your love language is, what your partners, what your children are, so that you can better communicate to each other in ways that express love in a way that person understands and receives more willingly. But, you know, so one of the other love languages, for example, is physical affection. Now, for example, we all know that with sex, people might withhold sex to get something or give sexual favours to get something. You know, so it's really no different to do I buy a big flashy present for someone, do I, you know, withhold, ignore that person for a while and all the not, words of affirmation, that, you know, do I stop. stop talking to them because I will withhold my love. That's right. All of that kind of thing. And or it might be, gosh, I'm pissed off at Gary tonight or what Peter or Steve or whatever his name is on. I'm, I'm not going to take him a cup of tea in bed. And then that's the denial of the act of service. So, you know, we we can use and abuse these things as, as all things, but I think in their purest form um gift giving and acts of service you know and it should obviously always be of the heart and that is why it doesn't matter if it's a crushed up flower that your little three-year-old is picked in the garden and handed to you all sweaty in their little palm it's the intent behind the gift and people can always read the intent behind the gift. You could give them the flashiest car wrapped up in a big red bow like a Mercedes for Christmas or whatever it is. They will actually read the energy behind behind what you're doing. And, you know, if you've ever been in one of these awkward conversations where somebody – adults don't usually tell the truth to each other but sometimes adults will tell the truth and they'll say, actually, I've already got one of those or it's not quite me. Would you mind if I returned it or, you know, because often we get – to be very literal here, gift giving often we get it quite wrong, and I think that's also when we don't trust our own intuition with the person and and the you know the the circumstance and, and the whole thing. It's actually quite quite an exercise, quite an opportunity to practice your intu- intuition when it comes to selecting something for somebody else on a certain vibrational frequency. It is, but isn't also the receiving of it just as much? Correct. You know, when you get given something that you would never ever buy, do you? And and it's a, a homewares thing. Yeah. Do you just hide it and you bring it out when that person comes around? That's what my mum. Or do you <laughs> actually have such love for that person and connection for that person that you are happy to have that on display? And if you know me, I, I love my symbolism. That my house is filled with, with symbols of gifts that people have given me, and n- many may walk in and go, it's mismatch, but. It's not to me. It's actually a perfect match. It's almost like Jane's not seeing the actual object. She's seeing the intent and the love and the memory of how that came about. And that's what I look at. That's actually what I see. Yeah. I don't actually see what the whatever the product actually is, the item mm. is. Yeah. Just on that, you did remind me. But my beautiful youngest little girl, who's twelve, has been coming home from school most nights with having picked a gorgeous flower for me. Oh, oh they're absolutely beautiful. But I think there's some poor person's garden that's taking a bit of a hit. The neighbour will be chasing her down the drive. There's nothing sweeter than knowing that somebody has thought of you when they're not with you when, you know, she could be skipping home with her girlfriends and chatting about the day, but no, she's stopped and thought of mum and picked a flower. And it's, it's, it's like amazing. A, a text message when you get a text out of the blue from an old friend you haven't talked to for a while. I mean, that's actually a gift. It's like, yeah, it's somebody actually just connected with me in a beautiful Which way, not asking for anything back. Random acts of kindness. Are they not just so amazing? And invisible acts of kindness. So let's talk about the ones like the um the coffees that you pay for. What's that called? Is a word for it. Oh, there is enough. I've Forgotten what oh, it forgot is. What there's also, you know, suspended there's suspended coffee. That's it. So for people that don't know what that concept is, um, I don't even know where it started, but I know it's all through South Australia, um, where coffee shops you can go up to buy a coffee, and you can pay for an extra coffee, and it goes on a sheet where it just says yes, there's one coffee sitting there, and then somebody who's doing it tough often homeless people, but it can be anybody that's doing it tough, can go into that shop and there'll normally be a sign outside saying suspended coffees available and they can go in and say, do you have a coffee, a suspended coffee? And then they give that coffee to that person so that for free person. and then they mark one off the list. That's right. Now, we were at a cafe, remember, Beck, when we were recording – um, a national show. Yeah, yeah. And there was a restaurant that actually, a cafe that actually had meals, suspended meals. Yes, there was. And they had like cups of hot soup. It was in the middle of winter. Uh, there were a lot of homeless people in that area. Mm. Um, and I just thought that is sensational. James, that concept could be taken so far. You've, um, told this story before on the show, but this is very apt. Tell the story about the, the petrol pumps. Oh, I love that. Where there's a $5 note or $10 note, whatever. A note, uh, of money stuck on the petrol tank with a note that says, if you're doing it hard, please use this and put extra petrol in your car. Now, this was actually videoed. Somebody videoed. I mean, it's done all the time now apparently, but somebody actually videoed this. And it was interesting the number of people who put their hand up, read the note, and then they actually pulled their hand away. And I'm sure that what was going on in their mind was that, I actually probably could do with that, but I reckon there's plenty of people that are doing it tougher than me. So they left it. It's actually which is so beautiful. And there's, there's, that means every person got a gift off that $5 note. Everyone suddenly thought, actually, I'm not doing it that tough or I'm grateful. And I've seen there's goodness out there in the world. Like, yeah. This is a gift that keeps on giving. This is a gift that multiplies and ripple effects. And well, here's, here's another one that I saw. Cause you know how I get excited about small business and how they can, you know, put their soul into their work. There was, I think I saw a sign on Facebook, you know, that the source of all my wisdom yes. Days. Yes. <laughs> the University well, I have a very selected feed that Bex taught me to do. So my feed actually is quite beautiful and quite wise, and it's from people that I really trust. Um, and so this gorgeous photo was of a dry cleaner's with a sign up on it that said, free dry cleaning for your outfit if you're going for a job interview. Yeah. And I yeah, thought, wow, yeah. gorgeous. Yes. Now I'd love to put a challenge out then out here now for everybody who is employed or has their own business to come up with a unique way that you could help somebody doing it tough in your business. Yeah. Now, whether it's taking the money from one of your customers, extra money to be able to pay it forward some way, please let us know. I'd love to get really creative on this on our, our Facebook page. This is a challenge. And thing. really brainstorm some ideas here. Yeah, fabulous. Well, we- I've got a new one too that I've been doing in my business. So, where what used to happen was if somebody recommended my, um, this is on topic still, isn't it? This is still the art giving, of receiving and giving. giving yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. So, if somebody recommended to a new member, uh, to one of their friends to come and join my service, they would come and pay to become a member. Now, I always believe in thanking people and I'm very grateful for word of mouth. So, I would always, you know, I'd probably spend about 50 $60 on a gift to the person who recommended somebody to me and I'd send them a gift. And lately um, I sent off emails to a couple of people and I had two guys in the same day do this and it was amazing where they said, um, think, I sent them an email saying, can I just check your home address that it hasn't changed I want to send you a little thank you gift. Both of them sent back saying, you know what, Jane, it's my pleasure, I love what you do, I'm happy to support what you do, no gift necessary. However, if there's anybody in your group that you feel is either doing it tough or somebody that you believe is really spreading Their their social positivity and making others feel good. Please, can you pay for their next event ticket for them? Oh, don't you love it? Look, there's a book. It's amazing, isn't it? Caroline Mace, which is weirdly spelt M-Y-S-S for those of you playing at home, uh, wrote a book on this quite a long time ago called Invisible Acts of Kindness and it's really profound. It's just about the ripple effect that can happen in communities through the smallest things. Like Jane has said before, just through a smile. A smile is a gift, you know. We're talking a lot about money and stuff here and we all know the examples of people who, for example, will go through the road toll and pay for themselves and the car behind them as a surprise or things like that. Yeah. Um, and there's another story I'll quickly tell. Where friends of ours basically went through the phone book, um, basically intuited which name to jump out, chose a family, put $50 in an envelope with nothing else in, in it other than nothing identifying, other than just to say, please, in, please take this money and use it for something that you need. And they mailed it off as, as a present one, one Christmas. So you can do the most amazing anonymous gifts with money but it doesn't always have to be money it doesn't always oh, have to be money no, at all there's um a, a girl in america who started something called operation beautiful now again this has nothing to do with money or advertising or intent or agenda in uh, like an agenda of any sort all she does is she takes post-it notes and writes you are beautiful on them and sticks them in public toilets on the mirror for other girls to read because women do not get oh. that gift enough and um you can actually – I think she might put her web address at the bottom. I can't remember, but it's not necessary. It's like I've also seen the little – um you can print out on a website somewhere cards. They're blank on both sides. All they've got are three words, expect a miracle. I've um, been given one of yes, those. and Yeah, and, and I've got some of them in, in my wallet too. And they're things you can leave, like on park benches or slip into somebody's purse that you just walked past in the street, leave them at a table at a restaurant. Just spread those little acts of kindness, those little miracles, those little angel moments around wherever you go because the- and they are a paddling interrupt, aren't they? Amazing, yes. You know, it's, it is somebody is in there, you know, we talked about, you know, the negative, um, day of, in our last, podcast we talked about you know you wake up in the morning and they they are having a bad day and we're saying no it's just a bad moment but if they were in the throes of this negative downward slide mm. and suddenly they find a little expect a miracle card or they find a you are beautiful or there's you know five dollars taped on a mirror that they don't need but it just is that pattern interrupt that stops them to go. the world's a beautiful place yeah and in fact and the, the, the thing you get that Buzz, if you want That's to do right. it too, if you are you feeling want to do it. if you are feeling down, and they've actually done studies on this with depressed people and so forth, one of the best things you can do is is do something like one of these little gifts for somebody else, and it immediately makes you feel amazing, even if it's just going down the street and raking up all the leaves for the street or something—a small act like that. Wasn't it the the leaves one? Now wasn't it on? Was it that amazing uh, metaphysical DVD called The Voice? I don't know. I've oh, seen it. Oh, you know me—I like to get into my real science stuff on. Yeah. vibration yeah okay i think it was the voice it's pretty heavy it's a bit like uh, what the bleak do we know and down the rabbit hole yeah. um, another one of those kind of dvds which is fabulous i think it was the voice where there was a psycholo- psychiatrist or psychologist i can't remember on the phone to his client who was feeling suicidal and knew that he lived in a block of flats told him to don't hang the phone up Go outside his flats with a broom and go and sweep up the leaves outside his neighbour's right uh, door, and then come back and pick the phone up. So he did it, and he said, "How do you feel?" I said, "I feel better." Yeah, it's just so important and amazing. Look, I I don't know if this is quite on the theme, but I feel the urge to share this story. I read a story just yesterday about a woman in America. It's obviously uh, you know it was around holiday season, Christmas time. Um, she was in a supermarket. Everything was busy. She suddenly noticed her purse had been taken out of her bag and she, she, she sort of knew which guy in the store had taken it. So she actually just walked up to him. Now she had two choices. You know, I mean, she could have, well, she gave him the choice. She said, excuse me. She said, I know you have something of mine. She said, now you've got two choices. She said, you can either, she said, I will either forgive you. You can hand it back to me right now. I will take you up to the cash register and I will pay for whatever you need or I will call the cops wow and so he said well he gave it back to her and he started crying and he said i'm just so desperate i don't know what to do i need things for my children she took him up to the cash register it was only about 36 dollars worth of household necessities she put it through jane and i getting all teary oh oh, it's such a story and uh you know he was a changed man after that i mean she's just changed somebody's life because she's given somebody in in the depths of their despair absolute hope and beauty, and she's also taken the higher road. She hasn't chucked a drama, pointed the finger, been a victim. She said, how can we actually make this a win-win for both of us? How Here's can we turn this around? I have always said this, and this is something, I don't even know where this wisdom came from, but it's been from childhood. So probably brought it in from the other side. But I truly believe this, and this has stopped me from being a victim in certain, in a certain situation. Certainly played the victim game in plenty other areas of my life. However, in this one is that desperate people do desperate things. That is it. End of story. So it doesn't matter what happens. They are more desperate for what I've got than I am. Yeah. So have it. It's yeah. absolutely fine. It's needed. It's absolutely fine. But then we also can look at, I love how that lady really looked after that man's sense of self-worth as well. She did. And that's really important. Now, the story, I have I shared this on this podcast i don't know i'm going to anyway okay so this is lorraine webb told me this story beautiful spiritual teacher from the adelaide healing energy center she shared a story where she was at a supermarket there was a person in front of her he was buying milk and he dropped his two dollar coin and he was devastated and they could not find it anywhere and you know i know everybody listening is going well surely just just give him two dollars just give him two dollars no lorraine in her beautiful gorgeous higher self wisdom didn't so he scrounged around. He had enough money to pay for the milk, but he was really upset that he didn't have his two dollars. And so she then put a grocery store, paid for them, and what kept an eye on where he was going. She got in her car. She saw he going down a side street. She drove down the side street. She wound down her window, and she held up a two dollar coin and said, "I found your two dollars." And his face just lit up. He didn't actually want her two dollars. He wanted his two dollars. His two dollars. Now, she didn't find his $2. No, no, no. But that's how she looked after his sense this of self This is about respect, you know, really treating people with very deep respect and, and um, what's the word for it? I just lost it but it's. um. Well, I have a thing where I feel that the whole judgment thing of people doing it tough in whatever way, I just deeply feel who am I to be judging because I truly believe that anybody can have fabulous stuff happened but equally bad stuff too at any point for sure and so sometimes switches go off on people and people do dumb things in the moment are they to pay for it for the rest of their life with being shamed well certainly not from me i'm not interested in shaming anybody people do the best that they can in whatever situation they're in all the time that's right um there's a few more things I want to cram in before we finish this this topic because art of giving and receiving is that we can actually go into it in some more deeper ways as well. I just want to say from a practitioner point of view, I had a girl just yesterday who's suffered chronic fatigue for 30 years and I was really trying to make her understand that her inability to have that two-way energy flow, she is absolutely not, not only re- receiving stuff for herself, but she doesn't know how to give to herself is the point. So she can't let anything in either from another or giving back to her own you know the temple so is know? chronic fatigue drained where everything all the energy has just gone you out you can't get off the couch you've just constantly given yeah. given 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 yeah and and that's right and so it's like an electrical circuit where it's been snipped so the energy is just kind of going around in this broken loop and it can never beautifully kind of dance in a figure eight or kind of come in and out in, in a healthy way where the whole chi in your body is flowing because of that beautiful energy exchange of a two-way flow I've even had um, another girlfriend who's all her fingers and toes are always very cold and numb and again it's that sort of she's just not quite warmed up and in the flow in life she's not in alignment with the energy rushing through it's getting blocked or stagnant in places and that's when the body begins to begins to show you so I just want people to kind of I guess understand this from a deeper or more bodily level as well, that it's actually a bad health condition to not be receiving, to not, and, and remember, I really want to stress this, we're so used to in our Western society thinking of things in a materialistic or monetary way, but Let's use the word abundance. Abundance could be your neighbor stops by and says, I made, you know, some extra quiche or do you need some babysitting? That's abundance. You know, you don't always need to be paid back for things in money. Yes. You know, you can be paid back for th- in things by the sun came out today and it's been rainy for a week and my laundry finally got dry. You know, abundance. My friend texts me randomly to tell me how important I am in her life. Abundance, abundance, abundance. You know, you find something on the footpath when you're walking home and you think, I'll keep that. That was a little gift. You know, it might be a feather or it might be somebody dropped a oh, Rubbish knife. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And, you know, to that end, I don't want anyone to be getting caught in weighing up in a really literal eye for an eye sense. Well, I gave her an iPod touch for Christmas last year, so she's got to give me something of equal or more, more monetary value this yeah. year. Like we've got to be very careful about thinking, you know, when you get a chip I I get. Here's how I get around that in my head is that there have been times in my life that I've been incredibly financially abundant. There are times that I've been very time abundant. There are times I've been financially struggling and time poor. And so – But, but either they don't seem to happen at the same time. Right. So I am very generous when I have abundance, but I'm easily able to say to people, you know what? No, I'm paying for this. I'm going to, I would love to get this lunch. Hey, there'll be a time I'll be doing it tough and I'll let you know and it'll be your by then. Yeah. You know, it's, but, but even then it's not, it's not keeping records or scores. No talents. That is an energy thing of, you know, it all, comes in, goes out, what goes it's a around, flow, it's around. a ripple effect. You know, if I never need you to buy me a lunch, go buy someone else a lunch. Everyone That's what they need. Jane, just to finish up, let's quickly talk about compliments because those are Oh, it's so important. Now, I'm a big compliment giver because I actually, I go first in life. Now, I'm not going to go into that topic too deep right now because I'd like to maybe do a podcast on that one day. Um, but I love being the initiator because I am so disciplined in setting my intent for what I want things to happen. I, therefore action that by going first. So I will always enjoy paying a genuine compliment to people because I want to build rapport with them. It's not sucking up somebody. It's a genuine one. I'm not lying. And I believe you can find something beautiful to say about anybody. You know, some you might have to dig a bit, might be a little challenging, but you can. And so I love it when I say something that I know it's come from my heart. I truly mean it. And then it's thrown back in my face with, don't be silly. Really? No. It's like the art of receiving a beautiful compliment. Mm. Think of it this way: when somebody denies a beautiful compliment, they're actually telling me I'm a liar. Well, sorry, that's not a label that's going to be good on my head. It's a good way of putting it. And so, when I it, it, well, when I explain that to them, it's like you actually are insulting the giver of the compliment. So there's your pattern interrupt to stop it. That's beautiful. And now, the next step is to actually feel it and let it wash over. Yeah. Now, you may not agree. Well, there's something for you to work on with self love. There is. That you really must let that beautiful copper wash over you. If you are the kind of person who immediately deflects, cringes, shrugs, or tries to fob off any warm words that are directed your way, you've got to have a look at our the Art of Self-Love podcast, darlings, because it's all about your self-worth. Okay, so we really want you to be looking at what is so wrong at such a basic level. That I cannot accept words of warmth and encouragement inside myself. Where is the block there? We want you to do some self work. I think we've just about looked this topic through and through, Jane. That was fun. I really hope that people jump onto our Facebook page mm. and share creative ways that they've either heard about, read about, seen, been a part of, or have come up with and are implementing in how to be paying it forward and doing some random acts of kindness. Love it. And, you know, not to sound like coming from a place of ego, but this podcast is our gift to you guys. And and that's why we love doing it i mean it is free it's free for you know we're not getting paid and, and you guys aren't paying for it but it's one of those things that makes all of us feel good i'd like to yeah, think it really does, does. It's, just, it's just great. and the love keeps on giving so give us some more love on the facebook page on the wellness under the comments wherever you feel the need to drop us a line and until next week on the couch give and receive some beautiful gifts to those around you and i need to give the facebook page before you close off their back <laughs> sorry it's facebook.com forward slash love life show which is one word and and have a gorgeous week stay positive stay happy till next week we'll see you next time life is perfect i'm not trying it's just happy and it's a beautiful thing.